This is a presentation of DSP Media. Because it's 9.24, and that's what we do. It's 9 p.m., and that can mean one thing and one thing only. That being that it's time for the Drunk Sports Podcast. Top nine at nine. 24. All right, which so this probably means we're not going to still not going to get into our uh, around the sports segment that I prepared really hard for the last two weeks. I mean, you, if you want to do that, instead, of, I mean, I've got news and notes, but it's all up to you, bro. No, we'll do this, and then we'll probably do news and notes. So, uh, Big Red, you missed it last week. We did in honor of Colby the top nine uh, most important video games of the nineties, which means mm-hmm. this week. We're doing the most important video games of the 80s. When me and you were just uh, wee lads in middle school and high school, mm-hmm. and Colby was in elementary school playing his TRS-80 Mindscape games. <laughs> right. Uh, wait, that was me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had some. We had. A, it was a good list last week, right? It was a good brought list. Back some memories. Sure did. There's gonna be a lot more memories brought back on this one, Colby. Titties. Uh, lots of titties. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Brad. Happy birthday, Brad. There's a titty, right? There's a man nipple right there. Just found it. Just found the man nipple. You're missing it, Lance. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, so, not. Kobe, are there any 80s video games that stand out in your Colby brain 80s that video you think ga- are going to be on this list? Uh, duh, duh, duh. Yeah, there are a few. Decathlon. There are a few 80s games. So, this would be that. Oh, Lance, that was a good one, too. Because you had to use your comb. You ever put your comb that you had carried in your back pocket between your fingers mm-hmm. so you could do it quicker with the two buttons? Because you had to, to run, you had to do that. And if you put your comb between the two and made it like a lever, you could like do yep. it faster. You ever do that? Yep. Yeah. I, I had a hair before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Colby, let's start with an honorable mention because Lance is here now. I have to do an honorable mention. Right. Uh, and we had number, I don't know, I think it was two or three last week was Street Fighter 2. Yes. Honor, which was like 93. Honorable mention for the best video games of the 80s from 1987, Street Fighter, also known as Street Fighter 1. Where you got your choice of two characters, and basically if you were from USA or you were from Japan, and you went through the same fights, and yeah, your, your dragon uppercut was like, a tiny little uppercut, and you really tried hard to throw a fireball. Fireballs were awesome back then. So, sure you could. Street Fighter was so successful, its impact can be seen in just about every fighting game that exists today. Uh, it established conventions found in fighting games that we still see today with the use of a six-button player control. It was the first game to use a six-button player control. Yes, Street Fighter 1, 1987, Colby. And now, number nine, number nine, number nine, number nine on our list of the best video games from the 80s. From 1987, Colby and Lance, Final Fantasy. Colby, this, are you familiar with Final Fantasy? Yes, I am. This RPG, this this is your first real introduction in this genre for, for me into what a role-playing game was. And right. I was really into it until I got tired of farming. 
<laughs> and reading. There was so much reading and farming that had to be done in order to build your character up to a certain level so you would actually survive whatever boss fight dungeon you were walking into. And now that has built every RPG until now still do the farming and leveling up bull crap. And it just takes too much time. And I don't have that time. Final Fantasy featured some innovations in its genre, but that's not why it's so good. The year before Final Fantasy dropped for the NES, Dragon Quest smashed records in Japan with more than 2 million copies sold. Yep. The game was titled Dragon Warrior for North America, but it didn't make much of an impact. Conversely, Final Fantasy absolutely killed it in North America. Um, as it managed to draw in American players far better than its predecessors, Final Fantasy helped popularize RPGs outside of Japan. And the impact of that can be seen in every RPG game released in the past 30 years. Correct. By the way, Final Fantasy series, there's two of them that are, get talked about a whole bunch. That's seven and that's three. But one's the one that started it all. So that is very important. Um, and the number eight, Colby, from 1989, a game you probably hated, but is one of my favorites on this list because we have very different interests in video games. Uh-huh. Sim City. Yeah, I hate it. Probably had no desire, no interest in Sim City. I, I built a city and then they kept asking for bullshit to happen and things to do and more freeways and all and I just got tired of it. It's like shut this up. This is the original Sim City, which spawned, of course, all the Sim City, Sim Civilization, the Sims, yep. which is now huge. Mm -hmm. uh, Will Wright spent a great deal of time working on textbooks on economics, architecture, and city planning into the world of video games. This was back when simulation games were in their infancy, and most players were interested in fighting video games, yep. like Colby. Yeah. But Will Wright's SimCity would go on to entertain millions of people who probably never imagined they would be interested in a city-building simulation, and that's pretty much what it is. When Broderbund, by the way, I remember Broderbund because they were a big player in video games back in the day, uh, finally agreed to distribute the game. It didn't sell well. It did take some time, but it finally caught on, mainly through game reviews and word of mouth, because that's all we had. We didn't have social media, Colby. No. Lance, I don't even remember if, if you remember social media in the 80s. It was called Passing Notes in High School. Or did yeah. you get that new Game Informer? Yeah, I, so I subscribed in the 80s to... Um, oh, no, Nintendo Power. No, I didn't have that, because I didn't have a Nintendo. In the 80s, I subscribed, well... We had um, PC Magazine was big, and they, they covered some console games. Right. That was another. I don't know if it was was it a CompuServe magazine. I don't remember what it was. Um, but SimCity's success led to the establishment of a franchise, which has eventually resulted in Sim The Sims, which is one of the best-selling franchises of all time. Additionally, SimCity has been credited with inspiring people to work in city planning, politics, transportation, management, and more. I dispute that last sentence. Right. Nobody cares. How about okay, Colby? I'm not. I'm not. Uh, maybe Lance, you were. I don't know how Lance, how you involved in video games you were in the '80s that weren't like. And so in the '80s, I was more involved in arcade games, not console games. We do have some of those on here. Okay. And I don't know what this was. I think this was a console game. I don't remember this at all from 1989. Again, I graduated high school in 1989, so I was already like, get to the name of it, snapping necks and laying chicks. Uh, not video games. Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia. Colby. 
No, this this actually spawned a uh, god awful movie that wasn't, wasn't that bad. Is it a movie from the game? Because the yes. movie wasn't that long ago, right? No, the movie wasn't that long ago. They also they redid Prince of Persia a couple of times since right. this. Um, this was actually one of your first times to really start seeing a little bit smoother graphics be put into a video game. Eighty-nine, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's really what got it. Think of. Think of Pitfall updated God, a lot. Pitfall. Dude, I love Pitfall. So that's pretty much Prince of Persia. and It says Prince of Persia is regarded as the first cinematic platformer. Yes. Whatever that means. Well, I mean, it means exactly the what graphics. I just got through yeah, saying. Exactly, yeah. with the graphics. Pretty so. badass, man. Um, Prince of Persia is widely regarded as one of the greatest video games of all time. It's innovative graphics, immersive gameplay, and platform mechanics. An excellent story drew players into the experience of playing the game. Very, uh, every cinematic platformer that followed owes a great deal to the innovations made by Prince of Persia. By the way, you know what a platformer is, right? Yes. You just jump from platform yep. to platform. Yep. Somebody gave up when they gave it that name. By yeah, the way. that was a kind of a give up title. Wasn't it? Uh, number six on our list of the greatest video games from the 1990s, Lance and Colby. This is a game I'm very familiar with. I, that I've I'm still playing to this day. From 1984, Duck Hunt. I hate that dog. I hate the that dog. At you. Yeah, I hate that stupid dog. They should allow you to be able to shoot the dog. He's laughing at you. That's all he did was laugh at you when you missed, Colby. Yeah, it's just go get the ducks when I do kill them. On the service, Duck Hunt isn't an incredible. Wait, did I say Duck Hunt? No, but everybody does every time they duck say Duck Hunt. It. Uh, isn't an incredibly detailed or complicated game. It's fun. Yeah. But other than infuriating the player every time the dog pops on to laugh at you, what did it do for the industry? Duck Hunt did a lot, but not because it was the first video game shooter, because it wasn't. Duck Hunt proved that shooters could work in the home, yep. which was something nobody thought was possible before Nintendo released the NES Zapper. By the way, the only reason to have the NES, NES Zapper was that game. Yeah, was Duck Hunt, right? Yeah, because every other NES Zapper game was stupid. Uh, let's see. The Zapper offered up something new by giving players a way to immerse themselves in the games they were playing. The, there were other games released on the NES that used it, including Hogan's Alley and Wild Gunman. Right. But none have the legacy or lasting impact of Duck Hunt. The game also offered up a two-player mode. By giving control of the duck's flight to the person holding the controller. Yep. Duck Hunt and the Zapper's success led to numerous innovations, resulting in gaming platforms like the Nintendo Wii. Pretty much. Did you have a Wii? Kids had one. But did you have one? No. I'm not, you didn't play no, it? No, I mean, I played it. But just for them? Yeah. We just break out Mario Baseball or Wii Bowling or Dude, whatever. all the Wii Sports. I played yeah. all the Wii. Baseball, bowling, bowling, tennis was great. Right. Uh, so, when we funny story. So, yeah, that came out in the early 2000s, whatever, and we had one at our house. We had one at the grandparents' house for the kids. The kids were freaking tiny in the late aughts, mid to late aughts. Uh, so, we, went, we took a family vacation, me, Lauren, her parents. Let's be honest, her parents paid for it, so we went. Right. And then Lauren's brother and sister-in-law, who had no kids at the time, we went to the beach in Destin, Florida. Um, having fun. Ryder was seven months old. No other kids in the family. We uh, rented a condo on the beach. It was great. I just wanted to freaking drink on the beach. That's all I wanted to do. 
the first two days, me and Lauren's dad bonded. We weren't really good friends before because I stole his 22-year-old daughter and I was divorced twice and had three kids. Uh, so I, I don't blame him for hating me. Uh, don't either. But we sat on the beach and we, uh, me and, and uh, George Stephen Darley shared a pony keg of Heineken. And we drank the whole pony keg of Heineken, Colby and Lance. And that's how we bonded. We became friends after that. However, here's where the Nintendo Wii comes into play. Uh, a tropical storm blew in to Destin like that weekend. Uh-huh. Beach was closed, which was literally 10 feet from our condo. We couldn't go to the beach. Uh, shops were closed. Restaurants were closed. You know what was open? Walmart. Uh, Lauren's dad, in his infinite wisdom, said, I'm going to go buy a Wii, and we'll just play it as a family in the condo for the day or two that the beach is closed. I'm like, I will dominate. So he did. He went to Walmart. There was a few blocks away there in Destin, Florida. Bought the last one on the shelf. This is 07. Last Wii on the shelf, and that's what we did the rest of the freaking family trip on the beach yep. was play Wii. And really, we only played Wii Sports because that's the only game it came with. Right. So that's all we did. Nobody cares. It's a good story, man. Number five on our list of the greatest video games of the 80s, Colby. And this is an arcade game. Uh, what we call an arcade game. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. Woo! We saw skin. Big Red. Mm -hmm. That just happened. It just happened. Number five from 1982 from Namco. Donkey Kong. Yes, the jumping over the barrels in order to make it through. Good God almighty. That I was mean, that, to me, that's almost number one. No, because I can remember when it came out early eight, and I'm talking, it had to be eighty two, going into Safeway in Carrollton, just be a grocery store for y'all that don't know. Uh, walked in there, and there was a Pac Man and a Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong right next to it. That was it. Yeah, and it was in a grocery store. My parents would go grocery. I'm like, give me quarters, and they would, and I'd play the whole time, and it was always Donkey Kong. I played Pac Man for like a minute. I'm like, nope. I want Donkey Kong, and I always go to Donkey Kong. No, it's a good game. It's a good game. It just, yeah. Were it, you a fan, though? It sounds like you're not a fan. You know what? That was the available. You could play Donkey Kong at home by the time I was really into video games. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you. so, yeah, that that was, it wasn't a big deal to show up at the, the when you're talking about the arcade cabinet, Donkey Kong doesn't ring to me. Really? It, that's more like... Big oh. Red, did y'all have Donkey Kong in early Texas? Yes, we did. At the um, Five and Dime? No, now, Donkey I, Kong Jr.? That was that was see, my game. Dude, I have zero recollection of that. Played the F out of Donkey Kong Jr. Number four is a game I know that Colby probably spent hours and hours upon masturbatory hours playing. Right. Uh, the Legend of Zelda, 1986. Yes. Yeah, again, my old man beat Legend of Zelda before I did. I've heard the story so many times, and it's great every time. I, I did not read anything that was said on the to tell me what was going on, and he did, and I, I made it to the last dungeon way before he did, but I couldn't beat that damn Ganon asshole to <laughs> save my life, and it was pissing me off. And I go in there one day after school, and I go to click on my character, and I notice that his character in Safe Spot has a little bent sword at the end of it that wasn't there. 
And it's when I saw it, he opens my door and says, beat it. Ha! And shuts <laughs> it. And I had no idea until as a random ploy, like a month later, I fired a silver arrow at Ganon and it hurt him. And I was like, oh. And that's what enabled me to be able to actually beat that guy. Come to find out, they told you all throughout the game. By the way, Ganon seems to be have a little trouble with the element silver. There you go. Big Asshole. Red, Big Red, you ever do the... So here's the deal with me and Big Red. Like by, what was it, 86 when that came out? Yeah, Legend. So, dude, I was a freshman in high school by 86. Big Red was a sophomore. So that was... Mm-hmm. Ready no, time. I, 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 I think it came out. I think it came out earlier than that. The Triforce. I think it came out earlier than that. No, it was Didn't '86. It? Is when the Legend of Zelda came out. Yeah, it seemed like it was earlier than that. Okay, yeah, well, I have it in my notes. Uh, it was '86. Maybe arguing. you came out after '86. No. Gold no. cartridge. Internet. Yeah, the gold. Oh my God, the gold cartridge. Jesus. Uh, number three on our list of the greatest video games from the '80s, boys. A uh, game that I've never had any interest in. I have no interest in it to this day. I think it's a waste of time, a waste of space. From 1984 and from Russia, oh, Tetris. Te- Tetris. Never liked it, still don't. Don't care about it. I hate people that play it. Does nothing for me, Tetris. Man, I would play Tetris until my Game Boy smelt like burnt potato chips. Would there be a Game Boy without Tetris today, though? Like, wasn't that the most popular game on Game Boy? It came with it. Yes. Oh, it did it? Okay, yeah, it came why. with it. Right, so, you why. like the first game you, you ever had no fired, choice but to worship Russia. Right. It was. And you would sit there with that tune a rocking. And when you finally actually got up enough money through birthday savings to be able to get a new game, you were kind of excited, but also. You would still go fire up while you're on the pooper. Fire up the Tetris. Yeah. Because it was a pooping game. Fire up the Tetris. You were just. Uh, Big Red, you ever play Tetris? Uh, not much. But yes, yeah, I was never a Tetris guy. However, number two, I never played number one. Number two holds a spot dear to my heart from 1980, Colby and Lance. Ooh. Pac Man. So, by the way, I also was so into Pac-Man that in the early days of Pac-Man, man, I don't remember when this album came out. Uh, probably 81, maybe. A little couple of dudes named uh, Buckner and Garcia came out with an album. Uh, and it was Jerry Garcia from the famed... Ben and Jerry's uh, Ice Cream. <laughs> Ben and Jerry's uh, from the what's the name of their group now? I forgot. The Cherry Garcia guys. No, who was it, Lance? <laughs> I forgot. Grateful they were, Dead. They were happy. The al- Grateful Dead. Yes. Sorry. They're happy alive. And Buckner was from the Buckner Turner Over. I'm just kidding. Uh, forgot who Jerry Buckner was. But anyway, they came out with a video game record with songs about video games and uh-huh. Pac-Man Fever. Mm-hmm. was the song, their lead song on the album. They played it on the radio. I remember hearing it on the Eagle. Batman Fever. Did you ever wonder what was in that, that mega dot when he ate it? Because, man, he just went insane, got Didn't faster. Fart? And, and, and he would, the ghosts would now just worry about 
I always thought that, that might be like an acid hit for Pac Man. Wasn't it? I did too. That's what I was talking about. So here's our Pac Man Fever album, boys. I got a pocket full of quarters and I'm headed to the arcade. I don't have a lot of money, but I'm bringing everything I made. This is one of the Grateful Dead. I got a callus on my finger. And right. Because you'd smoke the ganja and go play Pac-Man. Because he didn't do anything else, right? Right. So, yes, Pac-Man, of course. That's, that's all admit. Miss Pac-Man was a better game. Was my, you know what? It probably was. And I played a lot of Miss Pac-Man. I didn't play the whole, what was the Pac-Man, baby Pac-Man or Pac-Man Jr. that came out? Yeah, well, By the way, both the Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man was better on the tabletop game. We played Not that the stand up on me, but the tabletop yeah. one that you get at like Pizza Inn or whatever, right, Lance? That, that place in Denton, that bar in Denton. That yeah, me and you. They're drunk. So Lance and I on a drunken Saturday went to oh. a bar in Denton, uh, Oak Street Draft House. Uh-huh. Great place, great place. And they have a sit down Miss Pac Man video game, like well, an original one. Yeah. That takes that- quarters. It had it had different games on it, but I mean, it, yeah, it was the it was the tabletop. So Lance and I sat there drinking craft beer, thought we were cool, and played <sighs> Miss Pac-Man for like six hours, a quarter at a time, just getting Pac-Man, pissed off. Donkey Kong. Oh my god, we have all the comments here that I've missed. Uh, we know. Never mind. I take it back. Yeah, just yeah. Those that idiot needs to be blocked. I already did, but they keep coming back. Uh, but yes, Miss Pac-Man, you're right, Colby. I, I preferred Miss Pac-Man. Right. I, mean, I don't know when Miss Pac-Man came out. Well, I mean, um, obviously Pac-Man you know, was the reason why Miss, Miss Pac-Man came out. So if you were to take, take one that was the bigger influencer, it'd probably be the, the creation. By the way, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, and Pac-Man Jr. were also a Saturday morning cartoon. They were. They were, and it was terrible. Yeah. I refused to watch it. You can't make a, a, movie, a TV show off of video games. It just never works, and, even to this day. Yeah, take take that, Resident Evil. Uh, more than 400,000 <laughs> Pac-Man cabinets were sold worldwide. They brought in a total of $2.5 billion in 1990 money, the equivalent of 10 billion quarters. Mm-hmm. And when you adjust the numbers for inflation, Pac-Man grows to a whopping $5.1 billion as of 2021. Yep. And finally, boys, number one, number one. Number one. I got to come up with other things other than me doing that. Probably. <laughs> uh, any any guess, Colby? You're a child of the 80s. Uh, any guess? Any, any guess? Uh, Number one. I'll even give you the year. Okay. 1985. Contra. And it's on the NES. Oh, well, no. That, that, that would have to be that Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers. Number one. Bum, 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 bum. I mean, it, it's the greatest uh, theme song, right, from a video game in the 80s? Well, that, that and it didn't annoy you with the theme song because it would change. Like, you would go underground and... And then it would speed up, and then you would have the underwater levels, and then the, the boss levels of... Games are dumb. Why do we even watch them? And there's you. You ever watch? Uh, I 
I, I watched this sometime on YouTube, the uh, Super Mario Brothers speed runs. Yes. No, I did see that. Where they don't even take any of the warps or anything. They can just hit every single level and just go, and they've got the jumps timed out to perfectly to where they don't ever actually touch the fucking ground. No. And, it's, and you then you think about how long it took you to beat it the first time. Yeah. Which wasn't that, you know, that – long Idiots. of a gaming time but you thought it was because you took forever ne never yeah all right boys there is your top nine at nine the greatest video games of the 80s next week our finale in the three-part series the best video games from the 70s might be out on that which one. should mean a lot for me and big red and the, not the a word. damn lot for like me. pong yeah it's probably on it yeah pong. <laughs> son of pong miss pong and baby pong right and et it is 82, sir. Is it? Yes, that movie came out in 80. Did come out till 82. Oh, that's right. That was an Atari game, by the way. The worst I know Atari it was, game it was the time. worst Atari. And I had it, and I loved it, and I played it. Pretty <laughs> awesome.